Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to challenge you to focus on the writing. And you're going to say, what? Look at these past episodes, lady. You've been telling me, you know, to go out, build a website, do this Instagram, fix this Facebook. Of course I did. And I hope that as you've listened, (laughs) you've done so, or if you already had everything established, Maybe you have found some better ways to link or organize or promote along the way. So I have to talk with you today about a balance. Because if you lean too far to promotion and marketing and fall away from the heart of the writing, then you know you might as well go into the book promoting business. If you lean too far in the writing, and that's all you do, then you won't build your tribe or your base that is, you know, going to be there for you and also help you promote. Because there won't be anything that's new and fresh and out there. So how do you maintain a balance? How do you figure out ways to write and promote all at the same time? Now, I'm going to go back to short-term planning goals. I spoke with someone yesterday, and they talked about, I think I'm going to have to narrow down my goals. I think that I'm way outside of of the realm of what I'm goal-setting, and so I'm not achieving anything, or so it feels like I'm not achieving anything. And so, you know, we talked about what the research says because, you know, guys, me, I'm this researcher who has looked at short-term goal planning and, you know, versus the big picture planning, even though big picture planning is important. You know, we talked about the research and then we started naming out goals because sometimes you have to say it out loud to hear yourself. So, like, for me... For 2019, my vision board really helps me stay focused. It doesn't get me all over the place, even though I know that I can add and grow and learn new things and throw them on there as I go, as they hit and inspiration hits. But I don't want it to go so far out there. I want to really hone the craft, hone my presentation, really work on that, you know, work on my author style and all of the things that have come prior (laughs) to this podcast while I'm continuing to write. So I'm in a unique waiting period. I just feel like I'm in the waiting room. And while I'm in my waiting room, I am spending a lot of time on marketing and promotions. 
Now, I don't have, you know, the upfront funds in order to do free giveaways and do a lot of giveaways. There's a lot of authors out there that have learned the art of giveaways. And that's something that I know I have to investigate and research. So there's going to be um, a podcast soon about that. But instead of just the giveaways, what am I doing in the meantime while I'm in the waiting room is I'm finding time to, you know, plan things with my kids, be able, we're going, you know, out on Saturday, we're going to spend the day. Um, I took a class, I finished a certification of cognitive coaching, something that I'm very proud of. It's really been a game changer in my life. I went to a focus group for um, youth suicide prevention. Now, this is all just, you know, within the past couple of weeks in January. I would have never went to a focus group last year, I don't think. But this year, I'm really trying my best to, to get out there. And I'm very passionate about um, talking about suicide because it's in my family. And I want to, you know, do what I can, at least provide my input or, you know, hear what others are doing. And, you know, I was fortunate to sit on a panel yesterday with, you know, police officers and juvenile officers and NAMI and nonprofit organizations and just, you know, listening to their passion um, on this topic, you know, gave me some hope that at least, you know, there are voices out there. And so, you know, doing those things, you know, are what I'm doing in the waiting room. And I made the jewelry. So I'm working towards a lot of the goals that I have set for myself for 2019 while I'm patiently waiting the release. Well, can I say it's patient? I'm, I'm a little impatient because knowing I'm going to have sweet potato Jones out there in the world, it's just this thrill of excitement. <laughs> in the meantime, I'm promoting Happy New Year, which is my challenge devotional. So I've got that going on. And I also have writing goals. Now, for my end of my writing, I know that I'm going to put out a challenge devotional each year. I'm going to revamp the teacher challenge because it's necessary. I need to um, turn that one into a paperback. I have not done that yet, but I have to get, um, I'm going to whip it back into some shape. I'm, I'm going to look through and um, I've done some new things this school year that have really been encouraging and inspiring for my students that I have never done in the past. You know, I've been teaching 20 years, so I've got a lot of things up my sleeve. But each semester, you know, I have a new group of kids. And, you know, I'm going to talk through that of allowing the students, you know, to really shine in your room. What are some social emotional learning pieces that you can do? So um, I'm going to go in and make sure that I've included some of my newer adventures into the book. And then I'm going to... Um, resubmit it and then publish it and then I'm going to put it up for uh, paperback. So my teacher challenge is going to be out soon and I'm going to set the goal for the teacher challenge to be done before Easter. So you see I've got a while that I can craft that work and in the meantime 
you know, I'm trying to research and learn more about podcasting and the ways that, you know, I can learn information myself, walk it, and then preach it to you guys. You know, so I'm still doing that. And I'm also waiting for responses back from books that I have previously written in um, 2018 and before. You know, I wrote my Exorcist series, and so that one is, I'm waiting to hear a yes or a no on that one with the publisher. I also have a paranormal trilogy that I'm waiting to hear from the publisher. Um, so those I will tell you. I mean, I know Sweet Potato Jones is coming, and, and I'm nurturing and I'm watering the ground for her. You know, I'm nurturing that seed, you know. But the other two that's up in the air, I do have them in the back of my mind. And I know that in an instant I could get that email and it can say, you know, yes, yes, which means I will go head first into editing and revising it and working through and um, doing the necessary changes that I need to make. So I'm kind of at an impasse on do I start a new project or do I currently work on the ones that I have going on? And my gut instinct is telling me, stay where you are, be still, and know that I am God, and just be still, let me work, let me work behind the scenes for you, and you just stay where you are. Now, not to say that I'm not going to, you know, pull back out, like the cult book that I worked on. I mean, I got to like, like 11 or 12, I don't remember which chapter, but I got pretty far and I had to stop. So, you know, I know that. I would like to pick that one back, back up. So it's like, if you've got some loose ends with your writing and you feel like you're going to stay there, stay put in that work and really, you know, just dive in, push through, perfect your craft, go back in, go by chapter by chapter, Make sure that you're hiding a little Easter egg in there. Make sure that, you know, your word choice is on point and your character development is the way that, you know, you want it. You know, look for your scenes. If there's a scene where, you know, someone is at X, Y, and Z and you have an opportunity to do some virtual tours of that place, step back, do some virtual tours, go online, go on YouTube, um, tour, you know, look at images, then go back in and look at some descriptions that you did so that it can be a little bit more authentic. Or even if you've created a fake place, like for example, when Nixia, um, he has multiple moons. So he read a book about what would happen if there would be multiple moons, what would be the side effects of that. And those ramifications were placed within his book. So maybe, you know, those who are not you know, that science driven and might not know those things off the top of their head because who does carry around that kind of knowledge? Um, if they researched it and did look it up, and if they were curious, then they would see the alignment of the work, you know, as realistic as they can, like that, you know, that realistic science fiction. <laughs> and it just gives a little bit more of the ooh, wow, uh, you know, buying factor. <laughs> but you do your due diligence. 
So there's a lot of things that you can do in the waiting room if that's where you are, you know, or if you're developing, or if you're at the end and you've published and you're promoting, promoting, what are some things that you can do to still get your writing in? Which I would say blog, create a newsletter, you know, create a short story that goes along with your novel or, you know, write a poem that goes along with your novel or song lyrics that one of your characters would sing and, you know, launch that. There's a lot of creative ways that you can continue to write no matter what process you're in. But I say focus on your writing. I know something that has really inspired me and that is my book challenge and to read in different genres to read things that I would normally not pick up and I'm very grateful for my friends and for recommendations and you know these books I don't know there's just something about me reading right now that it's really like unlocking parts of me and yes, I've only been doing well-being studies and, you know, the PERMA model and <laughs> theory and all of that good stuff for a long time. Since 2014 is when I started, you know, my doctorate program. So the reading for pleasure was taken off, you know, the stove completely. It wasn't even put on the back burner. It was just not even on the stove, wasn't even in the kitchen. And there's no shame in that because I did read. I just had to read, you know, research and organizational leadership and servant leadership and, you know, church history and, you know, all of that fun stuff that I love. But now that I've settled in to the new year and this challenge, while you're in the rating room, just pick up a book. Pick up some different books, though. Get away from your favorite author and you never know. You might stumble across and find a new one. So I have my homeschool book that I'm working on, which is The Hobbit, which is absolutely precious. I can't believe that I've never read The Hobbit. And I'm only in chapter two right now. Um, Sam and I do a lot of read aloud. We do a lot of discussion and we are looking at images and looking up words. Um, just love the flow of The Hobbit. And now when we're out, I'm like, oh, that looks like a hobbit hole. There's an entrance to a hobbit hole. You know, I used that the other day when we were going to the library for the poetry contest. And I was pointing it out, <laughs> going, look, there's a hobbit hole. Like, I would have never used that as a description in my life without reading The Hobbit. You see how it's already enriched my world? And my kids knew exactly what I was talking about. But I love the language of The Hobbit. And I'm also reading a nonfiction book, which I do love nonfiction. I will admit that, that I do have a uh, heartstring pulled for those. And I'm reading a nonfiction book about someone who manages two cemeteries. And he's going to be on the podcast on Friday. And I'm almost finished with his book. And so you say, well, Jennifer, how do you balance all of this stuff? It's called goal setting. You know, we have to set our goals, but we have to be manageable about them. And when we have a little bit more of a pocket of time, then how can we be creative and craft out, you know, the things that we need to do? So, like, I knew I was out for Martin Luther King. 
So Saturday, I did a lot of prep for the jewelry. You know, Sunday, went to church. You know, we went to a local bookstore. Spent a lot of time in just the bookstore looking down every shelf. Um, and I did snap a picture. And yes, there was a space. And Lois Lowry, beside her name, again, there was a space that the Lord had just put for me. I have the picture to prove it. <laughs> Where Sweet Potato Jones is going to go. And, you know, spent time there. You know, went shopping at Compare with the Kids. And, you know, did my day. But I also knew that the next day I was going to be busy at work. And that is exactly what happened on Monday. I put full force effort energy into podcasting, social media blasts, and doing the jewelry. And documenting the jewelry and taking pictures and, you know, really taking my time in that. Because I knew that this was like defining moments for me. And so I'm back at it every day. And every day I try to find creative ways that I can learn something, go to something, do something, be active, and still write. And there are days when, you know, I might not write, you know, anything necessarily. And I might just write a poem or I might just write a song. You know, you don't have to write novel. When I say I'm not writing, that's normally definitely not the case. I'm writing a poem or a song. I just may not be able to go right in and, and Edward Scissorhands, you know, chapter 11. But I am producing some piece of work that then will go on my blog or, you know, a parenting piece that would go there. So I encourage you to do like what I'm doing and do the short-term goals because that could really help you find the balance. It can find the, you know, your organization and your way of getting through, you know, some very, you know, challenging times. Because then when I look back at my journal and I say, gosh, how did I do all that? How did I make all of that work? Everything else was going on, but I found that time. And it's because my writing also is a piece of my self-care. Now, everybody has their own way of dealing with stress, dealing with, you know, life. <laughs> and a lot of it is the reading. Like, you know, the reading puts you in a different place and it gets you out of your situation and into whatever's going on in the book. But the writing for me is a higher priority even than the reading of course because I'm a writer and it, and there's something about releasing of that stress for me um, that's very helpful to my life so when I do have a chance to write usually if I'm writing songs or poems it's either I'm super super busy or I'm feeling a little sad and I'll go towards that I'll navigate towards that or it could just be I'm in the waiting room um, at piano lessons and I'm hearing all of the music being played around me and all of the scales being sung and it reminds me of a Disney song <laughs> and I start writing a song because I'm inspired. 
So wherever you are, I want to encourage you to find a balance. Don't spend, you know, all of your time on one end of the seesaw. Because if you're sitting down at the bottom and you're just waiting for your riding to drop out of the sky and then catapult you up, you know, we have to make those conscious efforts every day to give ourselves this creative time to write. And that might mean cutting out a particular um, thing in your life that might be distracting you. So I'm not a huge TV watcher. Like, I watched The Good Doctor. That's the only show that I watch. We record it. That way, we'll be able to watch it on our own time because I'm homeschooling in the evenings. Um, and it's just easier to be able to get it in, you know, when it's more convenient. But I, I love watching scary movies. But if it's, honestly, guys, if it's not a scary movie, I'm not all into that. And so, like, when my husband will watch a movie, you know, he watched something the other day on Amazon Prime. And it was like there was monsters in, in this trail and everything. And even though you would say that it was, you know, horror because it was creatures and all that. You know, he was watching it. I was there. I was sitting beside him. But um, it didn't appeal to me enough to be able to stop what I was doing and, you know, full focus attention on the movie. So I worked as the movie was playing. <laughs> and then, you know, I have my times when I'm just completely zoned out and I want that movie time. So I do find that balance. I think that for 2019, it's better for me getting out of the house. It's going to be better than just me, you know, sitting on the couch and scrolling through social media. So limit your social media time if you need to. Like, how much are you reading about everybody else's lives on Facebook and comparing? You know, when you could be creating a post to inspire somebody and put it out there yourself. So think about something that you could kind of shave off in your life and then add some short-term goals in that area. And when I'm going to be out with the kids this year, you know, not only is it for our homeschool adventures and field trips, I look at every opportunity as a learning opportunity to be an observer to the world. So that is a part of my writing research. So don't forget that, that, you know, we're authors, you know, 100% of the time, just like we're parents, 100% of the time, our parenting does not stop just because we get busy at work. We're still parenting, thinking of our kids, you know, planning how to care for them, you know, when we get home and, you know, worrying about their well-being and their safety and, you know, same thing with our writing. We can't cut that off. So I hope that, you know, this year you find a little bit of a balance in your writing and you focus in what matters. I know what matters to me about my writing, of course, and I think all of us would agree, is that I want a book and I want to write books for the rest of my life. I want that book to matter, to mean something. I want someone to get their hand on that book and maybe change their perspective a little bit about homelessness or maybe let them think twice when they see a family or when they see a teenager. 
and not just, you know, the book, you know, of the cover. That there are so much more happenings within people, around people, and then to see characters, you know, step in and make such huge impacts on people's lives, which that means anybody, you know, could maybe read that and say, oh, you know, I could do this, I could do more, or oh, I know someone like that. And so, you know, I want my books to matter. And then I want my books to be engaging. There can be a book that I have that, you know, is it going to matter? <laughs> or is it going to be just a really cool book, a fun book? So I want my career to always be fresh. I want to be open to new ideas, no matter where they take me. And I want to grow as a writer. I want to grow. And I'm not just talking about doing vocabulary.com a day and growing in my vocabulary. I want to grow in the way that I express myself. I want to be authentic to my Southern voice. And I want to continue to develop you know, my ability to take all of these thoughts that are in my head and write them to where they would then hit somebody well received. So yes, I have those prayers about my writing, but I'll tell you the only way that that is gonna work is that I continue to work at my writing. I continue to push myself. I continue to look at models of great work, of bestsellers, to see you know how authors do this, a why and question, question the author. Not just say I like the story or not, but the intentionality of it. And so that way I can become maybe even a little bit more intentional in my own work while I'm promoting and marketing and planning and dreaming and, you know, trying to schedule book tours and my spring release and a book reveal and a cover reveal, all of it at the same time. So don't get overwhelmed when you look at a short-term goal list, if you do, that means you've put too much on it. It's not there to cause you stress. It's there to eliminate your stress. So then maybe you're like the person I talked with yesterday who said, you know, I think I really need to narrow this down. Yeah, funnel it. You know, what will give you, you know, the biggest, like, draw for that day or what is something that you can accomplish and bite off in that day and then if you don't meet it just push it to the next day or maybe just reorganize or maybe drop it all together maybe it wasn't even something you needed to do have you ever been there where you thought something was really important but then it really wasn't you in your mind you had this great idea but nah you weren't ready you weren't ready for it <laughs> you know that can happen and that's okay but finding a way to balance while you're still writing and improving on your writing is going to be a healthier way to handle this career. You won't get as burned out. You won't get as frustrated. You'll be able to step away from the work, be able to enjoy life. So find the joy in the balance. And the bottom line I can say this, is to, just to never give up. 
you know, you might not see the fruits of your labor. You, you know, you're putting in this time, you're putting in all of this work, and you say, oh my gosh, you know, is anybody listening? Is anybody going to read this? Why am I even doing this? My sales aren't going up. You know, you cannot beat yourself up about things like that. You just have to do what you can do each day. Keep learning. Keep improving. Keep growing. Keep moving. Keep going forward. Readjusting, you know. Learning new strategies, learning new ways, and just each day be committed to that. And so in that way, you are not failing. You are taking the necessary steps that need to be taken. That every author that's made it, I'm sure they can tell me, yep, been there, done that. And I'm sure they've also had their moments of self-doubt and questioning and you know what is this all you know about and how am I you know going to maintain and do and it's finding the healthy balance and short-term planning can help you do that so I've talked with you you know I always share examples of my own life and not to say that my life is perfect and my life is the way to do all of this but there's no excuses in my life None. And so when I look back, you know, at the day before, did I make an excuse? No. I did something that I felt was worthwhile, beneficial to my life yesterday. I was a part of the focus group. I was, you know, at Michael's shopping for um, jewelry packaging. I was reading the book about the cemetery. I was, you know, on social media, blasting out things, writing um, a little excerpt. Then I did a podcast. But did I sit right in front of the computer and say, well, I didn't get 2,000 words in. My life is ruined. No. (laughs) My short-term goals yesterday were accomplished. All it was was to go to um, the meeting downtown. Like, that was it. That was my goal for yesterday, was to go to the meeting downtown. Oh, and to mail the package. Well, I didn't get to mail the package because we had a problem with uh, my cars getting blocked in in the driveway, and I couldn't leave before the post office. But um, I got the materials to mail the package, so that counts, right? And so I can't beat myself up about something that didn't happen. I can just say, hey, you know, tomorrow it's coming. And so I put it back out there on social media and I said, you know, the gifting of the necklace comes tomorrow as I'm documenting my journey on that side. So don't get discouraged. Every little bit a day can really, really make a difference, especially by the end of the year. If you've got goals like me that are like long-term stretch, you know, I want the teacher challenge done by, you know, Easter. You know, I've got a lot of time to work that. I've given myself a lot of freedom in that time. And I know I've got podcast interviews coming up and I've got, you know, still homeschool and all of that, but, and my book release, but I can do it if I short-term plan. That makes it manageable for me. 
So try it out. If you're not a short-term planner, that's your challenge today. And I pray that it gives you that balance and that peace and joy. Because that's where it's going to you know, lead you to. It's going to alleviate some of your stress and some of your worry or some of your negative self-talk of, am I doing enough? And once you see that on paper, once you start verbalizing your goals and going after them, then you'll know that you're doing your part. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.